Abbey History Episodes are part of the series In the Shadow of the Abbey. They unveil the history of Bissom Abbey and the two families who lived in it over the past 400 years, from Lady Hobby to Mrs Paget, from wealth to death duties. There is a curse, ghosts, gold coins and special ladies. 1885 to 1892. Edward Vansittart Neal, Cooperative Philanthropist. Unexpected Inheritance funds the cooperative movement. Henry and Florence finally marry. The opening of the Bissom Club and Institute. The New Road, profitable development for wealthy residents. On November 4th, 1885, 200 people attended George Henry Vansittart the Younger's funeral at Bissom Church. He had been the Lord of the Manor there for 60 years, and had died following a three-week illness. In his will, he left £52,000 and the Bissom estate to his cousin Edward, aged 75, as he had failed to produce a male heir, and so had his brother Augustus. Was this Abbot Cordry's curse at work, or just bad luck? Edward Ernest Vansittart Neal was born in 1810. And at that time, there would have been no expectation of him inheriting the manor of Bissom, as his father, also called Edward, was the second son of the then lord of the manor, George Vansittart. Edward had succeeded to his wife Jane Gardner's family estate of Allersley Park near Coventry in 1805. She was the niece of Oliver Cromwell, and he had taken the name Neil on inheriting the property, as was not unusual. Following her death, he had married again. He had married Anne Spooner in 1809 and produced Edward Ernest in 1810, followed by seven girls. Edward Ernest was initially tutored at home in Bath until in 1828 he went to Oriel College, Oxford. In 1825, his father became a trustee of the Bissom estate on his brother's death because his heir, his grandson... George Henry Vanstart the Younger was only a minor. The cousins, Edward Ernest and George Henry the Younger, were 14 years apart but living very different lives. There was, of course, no indication at this time that they might converge. In 1828, Edward was called to the bar at Lincoln's Inn and started practising as a barrister. In 1837, he married Francis Sarah Farrell. Sadly, their first child, Edward, in 1840, died in infancy. Then they had Henry James in 1842, followed by Henrietta, Constance and Edith. Edward Ernest increasingly became a philanthropist who believed passionately in the inestimable value of cooperation as a method for conferring inestimable advantages upon mankind. In 1850, he became a Christian socialist along with others such as John Stuart Mill and John Ruskin. He became a notable backer of the Working Men's College, an early initiative to provide adult education, along with other reformers trying to humanise the negative effects of industrialisation. Remember the Great Exhibition of 1851. Edward founded the first cooperative store in London and advanced funding for two builders' associations, both of which failed in 1851. By the 1850s, Edward had lost some £40,000 through the failure of the Central Cooperative Society 
and his investment in the Amalgamated Society of Engineers, which left him a relatively poor man. Apparently, on becoming interested in the cooperative movement, he threw up his flourishing practice and moved into digs in Manchester. Edward spent more of his time in Manchester at the headquarters of the cooperative movement, pursuing his life's work, returning to his family only rarely. He was a founder of the Cobden Mills in 1866 and director of the Cooperative Insurance Company. He became involved with various cooperative initiatives, even visiting America with a deputation in 1875, whose objective was to open up direct trade between the farmers of the Western states and the English cooperative stores. Edward Van Sittart Neal is nationally recognised as the founding father of the cooperative movement. The key role he played in its establishment for the benefit of the working classes is recognised in a memorial to him in the crypt of St Paul's Cathedral. On the Bissom estate, George Henry Van Sittart's failure to produce a son to inherit, despite two marriages, and his brother also not having any children, resulted in Edward Ernest Van Sittart Neal being named as the heir in 1885. This provided an unexpected source of funds to support his favoured cooperative movement. And as a Christian socialist, he considered it his duty to care for and help all, and this was a real opportunity for him to do so. As soon as Edward inherited, even before the paperwork was completed, he wrote to his solicitor, seeking to raise money from the estate. The solicitor urged patience. Edward soon started to sell off parts of the estate, particularly on the banks of the Thames along the Bissom Marlow Turnpike, from the school to the Tierney Clark Bridge, and from Marlow Bridge to Winter Hill. Henry James, Edward's son, had had to curtail his plans to go to Oxford University in favour of getting paid employment at the Admiralty to support his mother and sisters, who were somewhat secondary to his father's cooperative endeavours. He finally felt able to marry and to provide a marriage settlement for his bride, Florence Edis, the daughter of Arthur Edis, a QC and county court judge. They were married on the 6th of April 1887 by the Reverend J.E. Edis at Wells Street, London. The Reading Mercury reported, When they returned from their wedding tour, they were welcomed by a gaily decorated village and the schoolchildren carrying flowers by the lodge gates. The children had tea at the Abbey, followed by sports, and a dinner was held for the tenantry and workers, at which they drank the health of the bride and groom with enthusiasm. In March 1888, as part of the Marlow Institute Winter Programme, of which Colonel Weathered was the president, Edward gave a lecture on the topic of self-help, and in May, he gave the inaugural address at Dewsbury as president of the Cooperative Congress. In September 1888, the Caversham Sawmill had a workman's outing to Quarry Woods. With kind permission of Mr Edward Van Star Neal, nearly 80 people were conveyed there on Mr Boner's commodious steam launch fashion. Edward proposed building a new road from Bissom to Cookham to replace the track. A vestry meeting was held at the Bull, Bissom, in June 1888, with Mr Elliot, churchwarden, presiding to consider the diversion of certain footpaths on the Bissom Abbey estate. The proposal was to close the present footway through the Long Meadow, leading from Bissom Road to Quarry Wood, and substitute it for a carriageway 
a little beyond the houses near the present footpath. Edward considered that the construction of such a roadway would effect a great public improvement since the present footpath was frequently rendered impassable by being covered with water. It was intended to raise the new road three feet and so place it above the level of all ordinary floods. Mr Van Neal also had in mind the improvement of the Bissom estate and the probable erection of new houses, as well as the making of the road, would benefit the locality by causing money to be spent on labour and material. It was intended to carry the road at a gradual incline from Bissom Road through Quarry Wood onto Cookham Dean. The scheme would necessitate the removal of the rifle range, but another excellent range of 840 yards would be provided further along the wood. After some discussion, the resolution was unanimously adopted. May 1889, for sale, 130 fine oak timber trees, sold by Mrs Rolls, fell, reported at Reading Mercury. The founding of the Village Institute. It was reported that Edward embraced his duties as landowner and squire, taking a warm personal interest in the material and social welfare of the tenants and parishioners, supporting aspects of their education, pleasure and welfare, including the improvement of the cottages of the numerous tenants, particularly in the sanitary arrangements. He founded the village club and institute, giving the land, contributing towards the building and its maintenance, and he allowed his park at Bissom Abbey to be used for cricket and football matches and practices. If these gifts had been properly recorded, the institute may not have been lost to the villagers. November 1888 saw the opening of the new club at Bissom. The Reading Mercury reported, A new club and institute, which has been erected in the village of Bissom, was opened on Wednesday evening last week. Mr E. Van Startneel of Bissom Abbey, president of the club, occupied the chair, and among others present were the Reverend T. E. Powell, vicar, and the Reverend Strettle. The building consists of a large upper room to be used as a reading room, with a room below for games, refreshments, etc. Mr Neal has given the site and a contribution towards the library fund and has advanced on loan the rest of the money required for the building. Addresses were given at the opening by the chairman, the vicar and Mr E Riley and Mr J Thomas Jr. And votes of thanks were passed to Mr Neal and to Mr Malcolm Powell and Mr Alfred Powell, the architect of the building, sons of the vicar for their interest in the scheme. In the village, the estate cottages were upgraded with extensions on the back and wash houses in the back gardens around 1890. However, Edward increased the rent significantly at this time. For example, on number 30, the rent increased from £12 per annum to £14 per annum. Quite significant. In January 1889, the South Bucks Free Press reported that the contract for the construction of the new carriageway from Bissom Road through Quarry Wood and on to Cookham Dean had been given to Mr Hill. There are some alterations to the route originally laid down. The small stream running along the bottom of the wood will be crossed by a bridge near the rifle targets. In order to avoid much excavation of the ground and to render the ascent easier, 
the roadway will take devious curves in the shape of a letter S. The charming terraces in the wood, which command some of the most lovely scenery along the valley of the Thames, will be obtainable for building purposes. The summer of 1889, the aquatic carnival on the river experienced the worst weather ever all through the day. In February 1890, the County Council recommended that the Old Marlow Road, part of the private Hatfield to Bath Turnpike, be adopted as a main road, which would ensure its upkeep. This was two years after the Turnpike had closed, the last in the country to do so, and the Turnpike House had been sold to the Bissom Estate for £500. Bissom's connection to Marlow was safe. In 1890, the Reading Mercury again reported... Through the kindness of the Lord of the Manor, Mr. Vansittart Neal, the inhabitants of Bissom have been provided with a large and comfortable building for social and educational purposes. The club numbers 140 members and entertainments are from time to time given in connection with it. One of these was held on Easter Monday in the village schoolroom when a large number was present, including Mr. Henry Vansittart Neal, Captain and Mrs. Mansell, and a number of visitors from Marlow. A capital programme including songs, readings and recitations was arranged. In August 1890, it was reported that Mr Percival Harter, now in occupation in Court Garden, Marlow, has purchased a portion of the Bissom Abbey estate from Mr E. Vansitarneal to build a residence. Also in August 1890, Mr G. Martin, Gardener to Mr Edward Van Stotneel, took second prize with white muscat grapes at the Maidenhead Horticultural Show, so the Bissom glasshouses were being put to good use. Edward visited his family in Bissom only rarely. The family often moved out and let Bissom Abbey during the summer to increase the estate revenues. Henry James and his new wife had been welcomed to the village and Florence and Henry took an increasingly active part in village life. Edward had broken the terms of the will entail shortly before he died on September the 16th, 1892, to pass the estate to his wife Frances for life to try to limit death duties. She chose to relinquish it to her favourite second son, Henry James, born 1842, the oldest having died in infancy. She died two years later in 1894. Edward's funeral in September 1892 was well attended by his family and others. These columns have already told on the occasion of his funeral, leading men in the cooperative movement came and sympathetic addresses were sent from all parts of the United Kingdom. Edward Vansittart Neal said about his labours that, I was willing to incur the risk of loss from the desire to promote a great cause. And secondly, the ill success of these trials did not discourage me from working for that cause. We should be mindful that Edward's passion took money out of the Bissom estate and led to hardship for his family. However, maybe it was in pursuit of a higher cause. Newspapers at the time of his death in 1892 recorded that Edward had taken a keen interest in the village and the riverside plots for sale were popular, being sold by auction at the Angler Hotel. He propounded a scheme for converting the most beautiful parts of his estate into places suitable for wealthy residents, 
And we all know the amount of success that attended this scheme. The mansion springing up in Quarrywood and on the Berkshire side of the Thames, affording proof of profitable development. The new road down the long meadow and winding through Quarrywood to Cookham Dean is his work. And so he continued until he reached the great age of 82, when he was snatched from his work by a severe illness. However, Margaret Dickinson, Edward's descendant, credits him with the beginning of the dissolution of the Bissamabbey estate. Since whenever the Cooperative Society needed money, he sold a bit more Bissam land. The newspaper cutting on the occasion of Edward's death notes, The squire, Sir Henry, treads carefully in the footsteps of his forefathers in keeping up good old customs and in maintaining cordial relations with all classes of the parishioners. And in all he does, he is most cordially supported and encouraged by Mrs. Vansittart Neal. And if the inhabitants of Bissom, well cared for, living in one of the oldest, most charming and picturesque villages of rural England, are not among the most contented and happiest of people, it must be their own fault. Thank you for joining me today. Listen again to find out what happens next in the Abbey history. Discover more about the people of Bissom in the Village Stories and the War Years episodes.